You ready, Jeff? Yeah. Welcome to the French Press Podcast. This is episode 400. And it's Tuesday. You're listening to the French Press Podcast, where we discuss events from our life. What is today? March 29th, 2022. All right. So last week we discussed having a live podcast, a special episode number 400, which we're excited about. And we're a little shorthanded. Uh, last minute, Nicholas, who's going to be our cameraman, went down to Florida to pick up his grandparents. <laughs> and so he's not here today. Yeah. But we, uh, we're excited about today. This is the... Give that phone to Larissa so that oh, everybody can yeah. see everybody. We do, we don't just want to see Ruben's face. People won't be able to see everybody Ruben at once anyway. Ruben is the least essential person on this podcast. It's okay. I'm the sunshine, Jeff. You can take the phone out of the thing if you want to. It's just a spring-loaded just put plant. It around. Just put it on your neck like normal. Like Leighton had it. It's like this holster that, that just like hangs around your neck. Oh, it's perfect. It's okay. Just kind of pan around every once in a while. Kind of be on a swivel like a sprinkler. Yeah, whoever's talking, just point over there. I guess, do give us a sound check uh, in the comments if, if we're being too quiet. We're Can trying... you guys hear us? Well, that was, that was a while ago. That was a few minutes ago. That was, but... when, that was when Leighton was, yeah. But we are recording this on the podcast, so you'll be able to listen to it anyway. So hopefully, this is an AMA, Ask Me Anything. So you guys can ask us anything. We'll respond and answer. We do have a couple topics as well that we are thinking about discussing. Ruben, I have a Including question. Including gas prices. I have a question <laughs> for the sake of our fans who probably don't care. Um, why were our fans robbed an episode? It's, Jeff, it's the people, lost episode. What people don't know they lost never gets missed. You're right. And I don't think anyone even realizes what they missed. Right. Years from now, we can record an episode 399. All right. I do see a comment <laughs> saying louder, uh, loudwar. I think they're just saying it needs to be louder. Loudwar. Yeah. Is there a way to... Do we have to kind of shout over to them? Um, <laughs> is there a way to what? <laughs> what? Yes. If you talk. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, okay, so there was a way you could hook up. Well, no, you couldn't record at the same time then. Mm-mm. So, because the other day I actually just plugged the USB straight into my phone and recorded like that. Oh, you could do that. We could for connect the phone. It with Bluetooth. Well, but I don't know. Oh, use the microphone. Oh, yeah. You make could. it go out. Oh, maybe it would work as a phone. Yeah. My phone's connected right now. Um, should we try to, should we, should we pause the recording of the episode and try to fix that for the live stream viewers? Uh, there's enough here. I think we should. Yeah. yeah. Okay. How many do we have? Up to seventeen. Well, Hold we're, we're it. Seventeen. All right. All right, guys. So we will be back. We will be back. Okay, it's paired to Ruben's iPhone. Yeah, I'm turning off my Bluetooth. So I'm gonna unpair. Yes. <clears throat> and you're gonna try to pair to my phone? Yeah. Okay. You wanna go over there and yeah. try to yeah. change the audio source? Roadcaster Pro. Oh. Connected the other way. I don't think. I don't think Bluetooth. Like I don't think it sends audio to the Bluetooth. All right. So let's talk a little bit about the history of the French Press podcast, oh, which boy. is what Layton was talking about. The so history of the running, French Press podcast. Running down memory lane, and then we will get to some of the questions. Only, only the best questions will get answers. So make sure your question is thoughtful. It started many years ago, probably in 2014. Who's fielding questions. All of us. 
crackling. We can only field questions if we're actually looking at the video. Um, I, I'm, I'm looking at the questions. Okay, I'll, I'll keep it. Ruben's got questions. Well. Anyway. Uh, why, did we, why did we start? The French Press Podcast. It started with Leighton and I to review the Arrow television show. Yeah. And in hindsight, it's a terrible name for a podcast to talk about a TV show called The Arrow, whatever it was called. Was it just The Green Arrow? Was it the Green Arrow? Just Arrow. Just Arrow. No, I think it was Arrow, but but the superhero in the in the show was the Green Arrow. Yeah, which I had never heard of until that show. It's not like yeah, it's not like it was a big enough superhero that you just knew it. I think one reason we started comics guy. One reason we started the podcast talking about it is because it felt more. It feels pretty pointless to talk about a TV show just amongst friends. But if you experience it with a larger group of people, it feels more worthy somehow. Yeah. We did start a uh, – remember uh, Google had their social media platform. What was that called? Google Space or – Google Plus? Circles. Oh, Circles. Wow. Oh, my. Really dick- was it Google Plus? It was Plus? the precursor to Google Plus, but I, it was Circles. No, no. It was, Google Plus no. had communities that you could have. Those were called Circles. Yeah. And we started the yes. Arrow Circle, and it had like thirty three thousand people that then joined. And we never, even though we started it, we never like moderated it. No. Or... Thirty three thousand people. That's what I was thinking. Wow. I thought I actually, it was quite a few. Don't That's impressive. I'd go on. The thing is, we I can't prove it now because Google Plus has since been discontinued. Yeah, Theodore, um, you. We don't care for your downer comments. Is he giving downer comments he again? Says, Good thing you guys tested this beforehand. <laughs> uh, Do you remember how do we transition from Arrow TV show to just in just general discussions? I know what happened. We were featured. Our podcast was used as an example of a poorly done podcast by uh, what was it? Daniel J. Lewis. Uh, was it? It actually? was. It, it wasn't featured. Well, but, he talked about it on his but podcast he gave feedback on, on it, but it was a. But he, no, no, it no, was no, featured. No, 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 no. Back up a little bit. How did this happen? Like, explain it in a lot more detail. All right. Daniel J. Lewis is a podcaster who helps people start podcasts. He has a podcast called the uh, the Audacity to Podcast. Yes. Right. Is that still going? I'm not sure. But I listen to it pretty regularly, and it helped just give. And his you know, podcast training. got got uh, the award one year, like the Podcaster Award. I think they're called the Potties, the Potty Award okay. for uh, best produced podcast okay. could be interesting anyway he on twitter he asked a question if you want me to review your podcast uh actually i think what happened i think this is what happened he got a bad review on his podcast he said hey if anyone goes and if anyone goes and uh sends me their podcast i'll listen to an episode and review it uh-huh. just, just to just to kind of show that's not not to react in a negative way but react <laughs> To respond in a positive way. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm pretty sure that's – so I, I messaged him back and said, here's our podcast. Review it for us. So he listened to an episode, and then he gave the feedback that gave us some direction. Yeah. Was it, was are, it are good? Are you sure what was it was? Was it bad? Yeah. Uh, it? He, said, he said that we had this thing where half of the episode of the French Press podcast, we were talking about Arrow, and the other half was just stories from our lives. And he said – you can't have a podcast kind of going in two directions. He said you have to go with one direction and just stick with it. And I think that's when we decided that we don't want to talk about Arrow anymore. 
Number one, because I was, was a that, very good choice. Because that show went downhill very badly. It, it but no, like, I agree, it probably did. I only watched the first season of it, but it was already really really low. Well, it went like up. I don't see how you can go no, downhill no, when you're at the bottom. Season two and three and a, two and a half went up, and then like I think it was, I don't even know this because <laughs> because I I watched for a while and I, then out was, of genuine interest. Yeah, I actually liked it. Oh. And then the main character died. What? And came back to life. Oh, I missed that part. And that was what ruined it for me. But I do still remember... The remember, broken arrow. <laughs> I still remember some of the... Uh, how Layton would recap the episode that doing voices. Funny. I would become the narrator and say, you know, it's kind of what happened. And then Layton would do different voices. The only thing I ever remember was, was the housekeeping... That's the only thing I remember, and it was Leighton. Um, I don't remember. Uh, it was. I don't even know what it was about. I remember uh, uh, saying, uh, "Slap the water, Oliver." <laughs> I do remember that. Uh, uh, oh my. <clears throat> anyway, so that's how the podcast got started. Yeah. And uh, since then, we've had multiple, multiple hosts, um, multiple co-hosts. See, we started out with Eric Troyer, right? Mm-hmm. He was the first. Co-host. And we've had we've had a number of guests. Oh yeah, we had uh, Brad Mass. We had Jonathan Hostetler. We had Kevin, oh, had great Uncle guests. Kevin. Uh, we had Katrina Hoover a couple of times. Yep. Mm-hmm. We had uh, Kim Troyer. Remember she she, uh, she called had a, in. She called in and talked about a story of a, of a man who pooped his pants. Oh yes, at uh, the yes. Dutch. At uh, Dutch Village, that, story. Yes. that was one of the best stories. And there was just a turd on the floor. <laughs> um, that was gold. Who else did we have? We had on. Well, did you mention Eric Troyer? He was on regularly. Yeah, he for was a while. Our, the first regular co-host. Co-host. Yeah. Uh, and then it was Theodore for a while. Yeah. And then uh, Jeff. I think Jeff's been the longest co-host. Yeah. I I think I I don't even know when I joined. I'd be interested if somebody would know that. But like, then, it's been a while. And then Theodore came back. Yep. And then he left again. And then he left again. And <laughs> now, <laughs> most recently, Nicholas has been the fourth co-host. Yep. Oh. Do we let Theodore come back on <clears throat> when he returns, or do we just keep Nicholas? I think it needs to be a duel. Between them. Yeah. But, but how do they settle to, this? Oh, the, and Who this can be premium, dig the neatest premium trench? Premium content right here. <laughs> you have to be a patron to come and see the duel. Oh. Uh, no, I kid. But... <clears throat> It would be that would be. It brave. needs to be a heavy equipment duel, Ooh, like yeah. with skittle, like, a duel like, of the duelies, like a bulldozer, <laughs> bulldozer versus excavator. There you go. <laughs> All right. Do we have any any questions? Uh, Theodore, have any questions? Hey, Theodore wants himself gone, so he just said uh, get rid of Theodore. How many How many people do we have in the live stream right now? Twenty five. Well, hello, twenty five people. Do you have any questions for us? Yeah. At, Now's at the time. Questions. This is an AMA. <clears throat> oh. yes, something we can discuss in the meantime. Will gas prices fall? And I guess we can get some, we can <laughs> get some feedback. We can get some feedback from the audience. We love the name French Press Podcast. Mitch said that I joined in episode 140. That was a long time ago, Jeff. Way to go, Mitch. Been here a long time. Well, one thing that I did notice that's really cool on the live stream is that there's a couple of people like – who will have badges next to their name showing how long they've been following the page. Oh, wow. Your mom's been following for five years. <laughs> Mitch has two. 
Really? Wow. Wow. Uh, anyway. Patrick, overall, he's been following for four years. Wow. My question, uh, or, or my comment, we love the name French Press Podcast. However, we don't love French Press Coffee. We used to. I don't know if it's a sign of just how I people like change. French Press Coffee. I, uh, I don't. I, I really don't. It's always a lesser version. Sometimes so, it's good, but you know it would be even better if it was just out well, of a normal coffee maker. I think that some coffee is better suited for French press than others. And the coffees that are better suited for French press are relatively rare, I think. Yes. So the question is, is it okay? Uh, Jake Fry asked if we're going to share the Reese's. So actually, I don't actually want any. But you can you can have some. Nicholas, Nicholas brought these last week. But uh, uh, should we, should we start she, that she doesn't have any questions because she can't hear because there's four adults and six kids? <laughs> <laughs> there's only there's only two two kids and four adults. <laughs> Anyways, uh, maybe you could scoot in. Nicholas said it appears Ruben know, hates everything know. that is good. Anyway, well, that's true. Okay, uh, if you guys can't coffee. hear us, if you guys can't hear us, please say something and we'll try to get closer or something like that, or we'll speak up. We'll try to speak up. up. I'll try to project that way. Is it okay for us to start sampling, reviewing, pour-over coffee Mm. instead of French press coffee? So should the French press become pour-over? Well, I'm not even suggesting. Those are two different questions. Should we just start reviewing coffee done pour-over style? Or should we just change the name to the pour-over podcast? The pour-over podcast? I don't think we should change our name. The name is gold. I agree. There, there is a ring to we could French sell, Press Podcast. We could sell this name for at least $6. Maybe. That's less than what it costs to renew every year. <laughs> <laughs> Just the domain name. I know. Uh, I, I really – I feel like we've kind of backed ourselves into a corner with the name. French Press Podcast. I think it's okay to try it pour over coffee, but it, it should be separately – a separate category on our Airtable base. Ah, what if we had a segment <clears throat> on the French well, press? Then podcast. we would just review each of our coffees over again. Yeah, mm. that means we would do another four hundred episodes with the same coffee. I'm tired. That makes me really tired. <laughs> oh. Hey, actually, uh, while we're while we're live streaming, we should give like a little sneak peek to. All of the varieties of coffees that we've tried over the years. Coffees and snacks. And and just how they've accumulated. You know what? I think. It's, it's actually impressive. We, hey, before, before you go there, we do need to give some acknowledgement to the. Uh, live streamers? To the live streamers. So they are giving some feedback. Consensus is don't change the name. But there was one one vote for yes, try pour over coffee. Oh, that, that, that counts. Okay, we'll actually put out a poll. This I don't time. know if it matters. We'll actually put out a poll and say, okay. The first question will be, do you use French press or pour over or both? And then would you prefer us to do French press or pour over so that you can get an accurate review that you will use or do you not care? It's true because if you try, if you go based off our review, it might be, you know, we're a little bit by or we're we're basing it off of French press done coffee. Mm -hmm. So you're probably going to be get a better um, actual feedback if we would be doing pour-over If coffee. you do pour-over at your house. Which, that's what normal people do. Pour-over is the same as just drip. Oh, no, 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 no. No, it's not it's the same It's way thing. different. Are you saying yes. like a Chemex it's is the same as the drip coffee? I'm saying if, you, if you're comparing two different coffees, you have French press over here, and then you have stuff dripping or being poured over here. 
There's two categories. I think. And then you have espresso, which is a, a different category. I agree no, that my, Chemex my, and pour-over is more similar. No, Chemex is to, a pour-over. No, I know. Chemex slash pour-over like is drip. more similar so there's, to an auto-drip. There's French press, there's auto-drip, and then there's pour-over. And then there's espresso. Yeah. So there's three categories. I'm saying Chemex or the pour-over and the drips are relatively the same. I think you're, you're right in theory. But, but wrong but, in practice. But my taste buds tell me differently. I agree. It's your better, taste but, buds but Jeff, say a lot of different things. <laughs> it's <laughs> it'll only be better. I'm getting a phone call. Uh, I'm only we're only getting. Uh, it's only going to be better. I agree. The quality will be better. Uh, yeah, it for sure has to be like a separate um, a separate thing, like a separate table or whatever. Of results. Shh, 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 shh. Come, Leo. <clears throat> Leo really wants to see. Oh, um, yeah. <clears throat> okay, we are getting some more comments here now. Uh, so, Drip Twilight Newcomer said, Drip Coffee Reviews would be the most helpful for the average person. Mm. Exactly. Are we for these people, Jeff? Layton, do we want to... Do we want to buy... Uh, so, should we buy a good Drip Coffee Maker or a junky one? I'm actually saying let's do a pour over. Oh, but it's similar to drip. You know, it's similar. I, I, I agree that pour over is the is the ultimate coffee experience. <sighs> yes. Here's the thing. I think it'll be a lot easier to maintain <clears throat> a pour over instead of a, a coffee maker. We already have a hot coffee or a hot water. Yes. You know whatever you call it. We already have a. We already have a little the little Kessle, yeah. Kessle for for the hits. <clears throat> Patrick wants uh, something to aspire to. All right. Well, I will post the poll for sure. I, we hear that we hear the consensus, and I'm fine with switching. I I'm like I'm not a stickler for French press, although it does sadden me a little bit that the name doesn't line up with our coffee. But be that as it may, uh, we will <laughs> consider that. <clears throat> Kitties. My no, my my son saw a picture of our dog Kryptonite oh, on on, okay. on my, my wife's phone, and now he needs to show everyone, and he's saying Crippies. Oh, Crippies! I thought I was saying yeah, Crippies. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. Uh, while we're waiting for some more questions to come in, since there's not really any questions coming in from the live stream, uh, <clears throat> Ruben, gas price. Uh, Nicholas suggested uh, telling the story about when you were dating and climbed into the car. I don't know what he's talking. I about. feel like we we told you that don't story. Know that story, Jeff. Well, I don't know about the the details. I I know a story about you climbing into the car, but I don't know if it's the story that he's referring to. Okay. Oh, I know what story he's referring. Yeah, to. it's been a long time. I don't know if you if listeners know this, but I used to work at our sponsor, Main Street Roasters, back when it a few years after it started up, back probably. 2004. Yeah. Didn't you also uh do a uh 2005? Do a um a periodic um I don't know if articles right word, but Oh, yeah. A It was a Was it a bi- compilation? Bi-monthly newsletter. A bi-monthly, a bi-monthly newsletter? newsletter? It was called the, the composition. The, yeah. Specific. And we had writers uh several different writers actually. Uh there was Uncle Fantastic 
which was actually Travis Jenkins. Ah, yes. Ah. And people would write in their Good questions DJ. to him, and he would give them counsel. <clears throat> uh, I forget who all who all wrote in you, it. You wrote. I, in I wrote. It. I wrote in it too. There's some short stories. That is a person that we should essays. interview. Oh, Travis, Travis Jenkins, Jenkins would be Travis a really Jenkins. good person. Yeah. A- anyway, yeah, I, I agree. Let's get him get him on the list. You graduated with him, right? Yes. Yeah, see? Made a movie together. Um, little, what was that called? A little murder mystery. Scarecrow? The Scarecrow. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. Well, how'd you remember that? I don't know. I try to get it out of my brain, but... Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so the story about, burned in. about me, it is related to the to Main Street Roasters because I was working... Uh, <clears throat> Yes, I was working there, and it was before I had my driver's license. I was 15, working there, <clears throat> uh, and then after closing, there was a, only a couple people working. Uh, I guess, yeah, I'll just say who it was. Cause yeah, it's... Shame, it's, shame is, it's so long ago, there is no more shame. Yeah, you're shameless. Uh, it was Greta Schwarzentruber, or back then she was Schwarzentruber, and Holly Schwarzentruber, two sisters, and they both worked there as well. And I definitely did have, you know, romantic ideas about Greta. You know, we were about the same age, and, you know, definitely, you know. It was you def- were interested. There was def- definitely, you know, interest there. Mm-hmm. And it didn't happen very often, but for whatever reason, the three of us were working, and Holly said, hey, I'll take you home after work. So uh, <clears throat> it was after work. We had closed up. It was late. Back then, the coffee shop used to close at 11. 11 p.m. Yes. Oh, man. Yeah. Those were the good old days. Those were the days when people stayed up late and Ruined. woke up early. You stayed up late? I know. I changed. <clears throat> Which that. makes me think, did I buy how the back. mighty have fallen? We need that Ruben back. And no, that was the fun I can't Ruben. imagine working until 11 p.m. Or, or staying up until 11 p.m. anymore. Or sleeping in until 7. Anyway. <laughs> I think I would do great with a job like that. <laughs> For some reason, Theodore was also at the coffee shop. Probably because, you know, my parents had been there maybe for the evening and they just decided to let him stay there late. Uh, it was a different time back then. Things weren't quite as dangerous and serious. And we were getting ready to leave. And so... Uh, Greta went out first and she got in the front, <laughs> the front seat of the car. A little... I don't know what kind of car it was. Little, little car. She got in. Holly was still locking up. Holly's the older sister. Greta's the one that's my age. And Theodore is probably, I don't know, four or five years old. Are you serious? Well, I'm, I'm trying to, I mean, I, I don't you honestly remember. You could have been that young. I was, I, mean, I, was fif- I was 15. And he's 10 years younger than you. Uh, so, yeah. something. It was something like that. Yeah. Anyway, I... I go, I'm forgetting the exact order of things, but I open, it's a two-door, two uh, two-car, sorry, two-door vehicle. Uh-huh. So, yeah, it's a little tight getting in, but I decided I was going to sit in the back because it just, whatever, I was a guest and it made more sense that way um, to let the, let the people who own the car sit in the front. So Greta had got in the front front seat, so I went in the driver's side, opened up the driver's door, and tipped the seat forward so that... Uh, I could get in, mm-hmm. and so I climbed in, and then I like leaned forward, grabbed theater, pulled him in after after me, and then soon after that, I closed the door again, or maybe probably left it open. <clears throat> soon after that, Holly comes out, and we head home to my parents' house. 
and we pull in the drive uh, and are sitting there at the garage. And it's at that moment when I'm waiting for Holly to get out so that I can get out that I realize that it's actually a four car, four door car, car and not a two door. And this whole time, I did think about it that Greta was just really quiet the whole whole way home. And I think later she said that she just about couldn't. She was just about laughing the entire time. Oh. So I didn't stick around to hear the laughter. We just went inside the house right away. Oh. Oh. So. I feel like whenever we have a French press live, it always turns it. One of us has to say, like, embarrassing, an embarrassing incident of when, of, of what happened when, around somebody that we were interested in. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Jeff, I think it's your turn. You'll do episode 500. Layton, Layton shared his uh, a few hundred episodes ago. So, Jeff. Jeff, we'll hit you up episode FPP 500 or 499, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> right, we do have two. a riddle. We can try to answer this riddle. <laughs> oh, oh Janice, Janice Horning, she said, here's a riddle. If a bat and ball cost $1.10 and the bat cost $1 more than the ball, how much does the ball cost? $1 more. Yeah, so the easy answer is $0.10. Cents. Yeah. <laughs> but is there sales tax? But is there sales tax? Isn't it $0.05? Cents? You mean with the sales tax... No, Take I'm not including sales tax. I'm just asking if the answer is five cents. Because five plus a dollar five is a dollar ten. Mm, good job, Jeff. Oh. Jeff's the smart one. He is. Way to go, Jeff. Jeff got that one. Okay, now. Theodore says the poll is live on Insta and Facebook stories. Oh, did Theodore, he do it? He did Theodore, a... way to be on it. Way he is on, on it. Theodore. All right, so go ask your question or go answer the poll as far as. Crying children. Crying babies. Uh, we did. Patrick Overall asked, is this a new table? Uh, this is a new table as of two years ago. Yeah. It's actually perfect. If, if you're it wanting... was my idea. I will take full ownership for the idea of this table. It's amazing. It, we used to have a fold-up table, a rectangular lifetime table. It was awful. And it made our lives miserable. Yeah. If you want to do a podcast, definitely a square or round table is the way to go. Yeah. Because you have more space at the center. And it's easier to have discussions and conversations with people that are evenly spaced. Yep. Uh, question. No. What's what is it? She said, "I'd love to hear each of your favorite childhood mischief stories." Oh. I'm sure you were interesting children. Oh boy, that's a common misconception. We were oh, all very boring children. Well, my cousin and I uh, used to. Sorry, my cousin and I. Well, my cousin and I did too, but my sister and I. Used to play in the mud. No. And, well, every kid loves to play in mud, right? And we had this giant mud puddle in our lane. Like, the perfect mud puddle. You can't hear? All right. So we had this giant mud puddle perfectly in the middle of our lane. And it was the most fun thing to play with. Well, anyways, one day we had company coming over. And Mom was like, you are not going out in the mud puddle. And what do you know, next thing you know, Meyer and I are out <clears throat> playing in the mud, and then we got spanked. Nice. Then, Did you invite other children with you in the mud? No, it was just us two at home. 
the other the company was coming oh, and we oh. were told to stay clean okay. until the company came. We weren't told what to do afterwards, but until the company came and then yeah. Uh, not much has changed. No, I'm do trying to think talk? Layton, do you have a do you have a story? Mischief. I mean, I was such a good kid. I I really I never really did anything bad. I mean, my mother had I, to like had I, to prod me to do you. bad things. She like had to put bad ideas in my mind, like, "Hey, you should go very hard steal that kid's that. candy or something." No, she wouldn't. Um, I remember one time I, uh, you know how um, Mountain Dew comes in those twenty four packs, and like they have that perforated corner that you can tear open and you could grab Mountain Dew sodas, the twenty four pack sodas out of that hole. I remember one time I took my our cat and shoved it into an empty it was one of those empty boxes after we had taken all the soda was taken out of it. Shoved it in there and then I duct taped the hole and it couldn't get out. <laughs> uh that was mean. Yeah. I mean how long did you leave it in there? It was only like a couple of days. It had like light. Like, you know where the handle was? It could breathe and everything. No, it was only in there for like an hour or two. <laughs> if that. Oh, man. Because it very quickly got claustrophobic and started clawing out. Did it claw its own way out? Uh, Yeah. It kind of burst through the duct tape. What about, uh, did you ever eat anything that you shouldn't have eaten? Yeah. Crickets. Well, I'm talking about when you were a younger child. Like anything, oh. you know, maybe like a toddler out at church, walking around vehicles. I don't, anything, uh, <laughs> anything ring a not bell? Right, not right. Not, can't even think. Well, Theodore uh, commented huh. and just asked a question, or I guess he just yeah said that Layton ate dirt off of tires. That's not the only thing I ate off of tires. No, no, no. I'm kidding. Uh, yeah, I did. Well, it's just the 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 rocks from the road were really salty. <laughs> I oh, the, do so you actually you remember? The, you remember them being salty? No, not really. But I'm sure that's I'm sure that they are salty. Yeah. Uh, I also I also used to eat potting soil. That stuff is nutritious. Okay, For you can't plants. get much more organic yeah, than that. You can't like if. <laughs> If, if, it plants, gets, yeah. if, if plants are good to eat, then the stuff that they eat should be good to eat too. Well, if it, if the if the, the soil that sustains the life of a plant it's is good. good to, it's good to eat animals. Animals eat plants, okay? So the animals are good because of what they eat, right? It's not good to eat a tiger because it eats other animals. No. It's not good to eat catfish because they eat poop. But But, but it's good to eat normal fish because they eat other fish which, which eat Plants. I thought I thought catfish were good. Anyways, well, I mean they are a bottom. They're, they're a bottom feeder. So, but no, no, wait. Now, plants let's... are good for you. All pretty much all plants, plants are, are good. good. For you, so the dirt should be good for you too. What feeds dirt? Other plants, plants and animals. Well, earth droppings, like earthworm do mean, droppings. Earth droppings. Oh, earthworm droppings are like the healthiest thing. So we should all be eating worms, earthworm poop. Is the ultimate life-giving thing. Worms. Earthworms. Earthworms. <clears throat> I just found out that earthworms do this weird thing. I was out late um, the last couple of nights trying to fix this massive trench that was dug in my yard. 
uh, running water out to my shop. And while I was out there, it was like 10, 30, 11 o'clock at night. I had my headlamp on. I didn't know earthworms do this thing. It was like kind of halfway raining. I Earthworms will always come to the surface whenever yeah. the ground is really wet. Right, whenever it's raining. If you shine a light on an earthworm, what does it do? Wither away. It like shrinks. Oh, yeah. Suddenly. I didn't know they oh, did really? that. I was actually joking. Yeah, they do. No, they're, they're they pr- think that like the, that that they've been spotted or something, and they will quickly well, they will quickly shrivel up and like dive down into a hole or worms, something. Yeah, what worms kind of get worms paralyzed. Are these? They're, these, they're just regular earthworms. Uh, earthworms get paralyzed when they're exposed to light. It like basically kills them. Jeff, what? Yes, I. That sounds far fetched. <sighs> Look it up. Paralyzed worms. So wait, no, no, but these earth, these earthworms move the fastest I've ever seen an earthworm move. As I was shining my my headlamp down onto the ground, the like, path would like they would like yeek, they would yeah, they yeah, would yeah. shrink up. The they were night, like cockroaches. The night crawlers do that too. They they like they don't even have. Eyes. Have you ever gone catching night crawlers? No, they're they're very interesting. You have to be really quick because they they do that. They're like stick just like a fraction of their body into the ground, but it's fully extended. Yes. So that when they want to go back in, they just like contract themselves and just like sucks themselves down into the hole. But you can like dig down. They're hard to pull out. Are you serious? Yeah. They They have like barbs. They have like barbs on them and you literally will rip them in half. They're like leeches to the ground. Yeah. I think I, I need to see this to believe it. No, it's a thing. We should go earthworm hunting. Well, I There's mean, actually, I'm saying, I'm saying, I'm, I, I know what you're saying as far as like worms will will rip in half when you're trying to pull them out. But the whole thing about them oh, they, scattering they, they, out of they, the they, way, they move so fast. Ruben. Oh yeah, they're, they're it's quick. insane. <clears throat> Comment if you've ever seen an earthworm do this. I, I, mean, I don't even think so, they can move fast in general. They even make these. Devices. I know it's, it, oh. it, it, it. It amazed me. It amazed me. I was amazed. They, they make these devices that you set on the ground that make a, a pitter pattering sound as if it were raining, mm. so that the worms come up. That's true. I thought those were actually shocking devices, and it would send a little they, they shock. Out no, they there. used to make those, and okay. people died. Ooh, wow! People got electrocuted, so they stopped making. Well, well them. birds will do that. Birds will like flap their wings up against the ground, and then earthworms and will the think will come up. that it's rain hitting the ground, and they'll come up. Encyclopedia Michael said that earthworms can also be magnetic. Magnetic. Well, everything has its own electromagnetic field. There's there's electricity in in people's fingertips that's why screens work okay worms, <laughs> worms I, I love how i just become... took his amazing comment and just basically like yeah like no mike that was really good worms I didn't will know become ex- <laughs> will, worms will become paralyzed if exposed to light for too long approximately one hour so oh. it does take a while for them to become paralyzed by the light so there's my half correct theory there you go are we going to review this coffee? Yes. We're going to so do a live tasting. This coffee was given by brother-in-law Wendell. Oh, yes. And he picked it up somewhere in Michigan. Mm. <sighs> um, it was weird. It was really good for a while there, like right at the beginning uh, when, when it was first poured. And then as it like slowly cooled down, it got kind of eggly and kind of strong flavored. Yeah. But yeah. now it's like getting subdued <clears throat> again. And I like it again. This would be a great I'll give it a pour four. over coffee. It's a, yeah, I'll give it a four. Yeah. Ruben, I saw what you did there. 
We could. Yeah, it is really good. I'll, I'll give it a. We four could as use well. filters with our French press too. No, let's you're just... actually supposed to. You're supposed to put a filter in your French press because this whole it's time? bad for you. But that's what I thought. I that's know. what the mesh is. I thought that's the filter. Well, it's supposedly not good enough. <clears throat> I don't know. Everything causes cancer in California, and it's probably somebody in California said that. So who knows? All right, Jeff. Who's this roaster, and <sighs> what does it mean? It is the Three Rivers Coffee Company, veteran owned, and this is their Delta Romeo. Hmm. Um, and it's a dark roast. I really, I like it. Mm-hmm. But I this agree is with one Layton. of the best dark roasts that I've had. Yeah, it, it's it's an astoundingly good dark roast. Yeah. Um, I agree with Layton. It gets a little eggly, but I think it would do well in a pour over or a drip. Uh, I would definitely drink this coffee on a regular basis. Sure. I'm giving it a four. <clears throat> so we got a solid four. Fours all around? Yep. Wow. That has not happened for a very long time that we all agree. Micah J. Miller asked, could Elon Musk and Putin duel to end the war? Wouldn't that be amazing? That would just be like as epic as <laughs> David and Goliath or like, I don't know. Be like, <laughs> yeah, but who's David and who's Goliath? I, I, it doesn't matter. It's just a, it'd be a story that would go down in history. I feel that, you know, something like absolutely blew my mind was was just how insignificant Russia is. In like economic wise, in terms of yeah, economy. Global yeah, they're, economy. They're, they're so compare to, compare. What is their economy compared to? Their GDP is the equivalent to just the state of Florida, just yeah. the yeah. state of Florida. <clears throat> I feel like Elon Musk but, would have the resources to fight off Putin just if just with okay. his own money. So if you want to hear a really good podcast about or a really good insight into the Putin or sorry the Russia Ukraine crisis. Listen to Jordan Peterson's podcast on it. Oh. He has an episode where he interviews a guy that has a PhD in Soviet military history. And it is very fascinating. And he has like he basically runs this company that analyzes Russia and what they're doing like politically. Wow. Um <clears throat> and he said like they were surprised that Russia attacked Ukraine because it was like a considerably bad decision on Russia's part, but he's, he like has all these theories about why Putin is doing it. Is one of them and the fact that he's getting older and he has nothing to lose? No, oh. no. The, I think he he thinks that the main thing is that he wants uh, Putin wants Ukraine, like Russia, to still be a major world power. Mm-hmm. And what you said is true that it's not really because their GDP is so small. Um. But he's saying that he believes that that Putin wants to um, assert dominance in Ukraine, not to necessarily take over Ukraine, but to put somebody in power that aligns with Russia so that Ukraine never becomes a part of the European Union, Uh. Um, specifically so that Russia can can maintain some form of world dominance or, or, or be a prominent power in globally. So basically, in in a nutshell, Putin's just doing this to prove that Russia still matters. Yeah, huh? Is what this guy says. Interesting. Uh, Devon Chup said, "Ditch the French press and use an AeroPress." AeroPress. Yeah, have I you... own an AeroPress. Oh, give us oh, a review a little, of it, little... Jeff. What is it? They're really cool. Uh, I think is it for camping? I think they're too much work for what we're doing. 
What is it compared to? Is is it like a French uh, press? It's more like an espresso machine. Okay. Didn't you feature it on on the podcast? No, I did my. uh, That was the little pump espresso machine. Oh, that thing is awesome. That thing is really cool. Yeah, it's like a campfire espresso machine. No, the the AeroPress. Um, the AeroPress is very cool. It makes really good coffee. They have like competitions for AeroPress coffee. Wow. Um, but it only makes a small amount of coffee at a time. So we'd have to like either m- do multiple brews or divvy it up amongst ourselves. Well, I feel like we could just divvy it up because we need such a small sampling. Like yeah. all we need all we need is enough to tickle our, our, our taste buds. Yeah, but I only drink almost all my coffee. Oh, I never do. I, I'm this drinking, is like typical I drink almost how much my, coffee I've left. If it's good, I'll drink it almost all the way. We should rate a bottom we of try, We should rate our coffee based on how much of it we drink. Oh. But percentage on what we normally drink. Because right. I never, yeah. never, even if I really, really love a drink, like a coffee drink, even from like – like like from from Main Street Roasters, like yeah. I'll just go up there and like get like a really good chocolate chai, and it's like sweet and good. Yeah. And so lots of times I won't finish it, even when I just love it. American coffee beverages are too big and they too are. sugary. Well, uh, not necessarily. You can have really sugary drinks if they're in smaller portions, and I think that's fine. Oh, that's true. That's true. What, I agree what's with that. your so? Why don't you just Drink like order a small. I often do, and it's still too big. I I drink all of it because it's good. Oh, um, it's enjoyable. But I wouldn't be mad if it were the size that like Europeans usually serve their coffee. So wait, like, not wh- like how how what is what is Jeff's perfect amount? Like what's what's the perfect number of ounces? I would say for a coffee drink, I would say twelve ounces. Twelve. Okay, that's way bigger than I expected you to say. I agree. It yeah. may, it may, you made it sound like this, it's is, like a, four this is like a six-ouncer like... world <laughs> that we should be living in. But it does depend on how rich or strong it is. Absolutely. Because just normal coffee, I want to sip on it throughout the day. But if it's something strong yes. like a, a mocha, I agree with you. That should just be a smaller yeah. cup that you drink in a well, short period of time. I think even regular coffee should be like smaller cups and you just refill it more often because it would be more hot, yeah. be more fresh. Um, are we going to answer, uh, I forget whose question it was now. Uh, uh, are they going to duel Putin no, and Russia? No. I feel like we proved that we honestly have no idea and <laughs> we are not authorities on it. I think that, uh, Elon Musk should stay out of politics. No, I was actually going to say, should we, should we answer Patrick's question about giving him something to aspire to? It's not oh. really a question. It's more of a, it's more of a request. So wait, wait. Patrick, Patrick, you're in the wrong place. You've subscribed to the wrong podcast. All right, well, let me, let me turn the question around. What's, been, what's something that has inspired you recently? Recently? Yeah. And if you guys, if you need time, I, I think I can go first if I can wrap my head around this. Yeah, okay. Uh, I started doing more reading, and I'm reading a book right now called... Um, Oh boy, what is it called? Not essential. Uh, I can't even think of what it's called. Here, Atomic habits. Uh, oh, Jenna, Jenna it's just sent me a picture of of Myra and me in the mud puddle. Like oh, this perfect. event, 
this event was commemorated with a picture. I'll put it up while Ruben's telling his story. Right. Oh, awesome. So the book is called Effortless, <clears throat> and uh, I'm not sure who the author is right now off the, top of my, off the top of my head, but it's been really inspiring to not make things harder than they have to be. And so find something, find the uh, the method of least resistance. Ah. And, and I thought about it. Kind of like the new rich. <laughs> well, <laughs> I was... Here's why this is important. Uh, I was listening to this book on Saturday when I went to visit my mom, who was at a uh, event at the Raymer Center. Uh-huh. It was like a thing where people set up shops and sell stuff. And a lady came up to her. My mom sells little animals that have magnets on them. And a lady came up to her and said, hey, uh, I bought some of these two years ago and the magnets fell off. How, do you sell magnets? And I know mom was kind of taken off guard, but... What could have been a quick and easy and effortless, no, we don't sell the magnets. Or give me your address and I'll send you four magnets. Those are quick and easy. Instead, it turned into this thing of like, okay, well, can you email me? Um, it ended up taking like five minutes of dialogue when it could have just have been solved in five seconds. Here's some new animals and, that you can pluck the magnets off of. And you can glue them on yourself to the old animals that you have. No, it just made me – reading the book made me think not everything has to be hard. And the point of the book is that there often is an easier solution. That was easy. And one of the examples in the book is uh, there was a lady that's in charge of marketing at a university. And she was always, always getting overwhelmed. And she always did stuff like full bore, like to the fullest extent that she could. And her, she was always busy trying to get this stuff done. And a professor came in and said, hey, can you video record this semester's class? Uh, we need it. And so her instinct was to say, all right, we're going to get the whole marketing team down there. We're going to have several cameras set up. We're going to produce this thing. It's going to be awesome. And then she realized that it was going to take like 25% of their marketing team's effort mm-hmm. for, for a full semester Mm-hmm. And so instead, she went and asked the professor. Can we set up a phone? Well, she, he, he, she, he, uh, she asked, who, why do you need this? Like, well, what's the end goal? And all it ended up being was that one student couldn't be at the classes because it was conflicting with something else. Oh. And just, it was just for one student. And then she asked, well, can one of the other students that are there just record it on her phone and send it to him? And that meant there was no work to do. Wow. The, everything was solved just within you know, the student body. <clears throat> so the whole point of the book, I think, so is uh, not everything needs to be hard. Yeah. And trying to, if something looks like it's going to be hard, try it from a different perspective or, or try like to get at the issue from a different angle mm-hmm. to find it easier to accomplish. Gotcha. So that's something I've been inspired with. I'm not finished with the book, but so far it's excellent. Actually, Carmen read it first and was, um, yeah, testifying to all of its uh, encouragement and and good ideas. Yeah. So is there anything that you've been inspired with lately? Yeah. I've been inspired for by a totally different thing. <laughs> so last I'm, – I'm a, I'm a home chef. I love baking uh, especially. And right now my thing is kind of breads. And last summer it morphed into pizza. And I got this cookbook for myself for my birthday that – I really liked, and it it showed how to make like restaurant quality pizza in your home oven, and and so I started, and it's really good, like it's really really good, and so 
And in particular, the crust is really good, or the entire pizza overall. Everything, everything about it is is like like restaurant quality. Like you would go to a restaurant to get this pizza, basically. And it's my side note. It's my theory that everybody can, excuse me, make restaurant quality food in their own home if they want to. All it takes is the right ingredients and the right techniques. But anybody can do that. So Jeff, if someone would want to aspire to that, like, should they buy the book? Should they? Do something well, else just to even get to that level. Here, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I was very recently listening to an episode of the Art of Manliness podcast. So, mm. so I'm, I did this pizza last summer, uh, and it kind of like died out as the summer died out because it was the perfect thing to eat outdoors. Um, <clears throat> anyways, and then I was listening to the podcast, and this guy was on, um, and, and, and he was specifically talking about making pizza at home. And he's written a book about it. And so I put the book on my Amazon wish list. And lo and behold, like literally two days later, my grandma bought it and gave it to me, to me for my birthday. And so now that has inspired me to take up pizza making again for this summer. So I'll be reading through that and trying. But yes, you can buy you can buy that book if you want to make good pizza. It's actually like very, very practical book. Um, and it's like, I don't know, 25 bucks on Amazon. It's called The Joy of Pizza. Definitely check it out. He has a website, too, with a bunch of free content. If you just are, like, mildly interested and want to check it out, I think it's thejoyofpizzabook.com or something like that. Just Google The Joy of Pizza. And, Jeff, is there any chance that we can sample some of this pizza? Oh, very possibly. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Jeff's Edibles. Coming at you. All right, Layton, Louisa says we can, so that that's a yes. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Actually, I just recently, uh, I, I'm not sure if I talked about. I think I did talk about it on the podcast already, but the um, there's a documentary called American Gospel, um, Christ Crucified. Really, really good documentary. It's three hours long, but it's very well produced. Very well put together, and it basically addresses progressive progressive Christianity and uh, the emerging church. And, yeah, uh, it actually – I know it convicted me. I think, I think it really challenged all of us pastors, uh, made us really question how much do our sermons center around the gospel? Just the pure, mm. simple gospel, and yeah, uh, it it made us rethink a lot of things. Where that's, that's good. Where can you watch that? Uh, it's available uh, to buy or rent on Amazon Prime. I actually bought it on the iTunes Store. Okay, so it's uh, any anywhere you can buy or rent <laughs> yeah. videos, basically. I know that at one point, uh, so th- the. The documentary that I just talked about, um, American Gospel, Christ Crucified, is the second one. The first one, American Gospel, In Christ Alone, uh, that one was available to stream on Netflix at one point. I don't know if it still is, but you can buy both of them on Amazon Prime or the Amazon Store or the iTunes Store. So, All right, very good. Really good. All right, well, I think... We're getting close to being ready to wrap up. Yeah, we have to, we have a couple more questions. 
Uh, one of them's pretty good. I think we should answer. All right. Is it about gas um, prices? Uh, well, the one is, uh, Louisa asks, when is Ruben going to read the book I gave him last year? Oh. I don't know that that one's What, really what book did you give him? Uh, I did start it. Uh, but I didn't Effort, effortless. <laughs> no, it's called effort. No, <laughs> you need to put effort in. So I have several books that I've started, and uh, I never thought I'd be that person that has several books that are in the middle of being read. Layton's raising his hand. You're becoming like me, Ruben. <laughs> be uh, sure your friends will find you out. So I'm not sure. And then Twilight asks, uh, what is your opinion on the self-help movement and Christians? Ooh. And then I asked her to expound on it a little bit, and she said, uh, the idea of taking care of yourself first and then everyone else second. Uh, there's also so many Christian oh. books about bettering yourself through mediation and things. Med- meditation. Sorry, meditation. Yes, <laughs> I read that wrong. I need my glasses. <laughs> Better yourself through medic- <laughs> medication. 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 Mediation. And that you can do on your own. <laughs> Boy, I don't oh. know. That, no, I, I understand what she's saying now. But, I, but, thought she, I thought she was talking about like self-help. I, I was going to say self-help has been a, around for a long, long time. Well, and, and Self-care. Like, yeah. That, that is relatively new. <laughs> yeah. Self-help. It, like when she first said that too, I was thinking kind of like, okay – are you referring to the MLM self-helps or like legit <laughs> self-helps? Uh, so, oh. um, so not yeah. It was more like self-care, yeah, than yeah. self-help. I don't know. <clears throat> my gut feeling is that it's really selfish, and that's just kind of like my my, my well, initial response to a lot of that. stuff. It sounds like an excuse to to be selfish. Yeah. Now I do think that there is something to to be said about. Uh, taking a time of like reprieve, mm-hmm. um, like going on a vacation, but it should always, always, always. I mean, us pastors, we just took a, a pastor's retreat. That's proof that it's okay. No, <laughs> no I'm kidding. Uh, there, there is something to be said to stepping away from your everyday life and recalibrating and like trying to to get your bearings again and really pause and ask yourself the question, why do I do what I do and, and why am I doing it? Like, uh, and, and am I really accomplishing what I have set out to do for the sake reevaluating? Yeah. Reevaluate. Exactly. Mm -hmm. But all for the sake of, of serving Christ by serving others, you know, uh, yeah, that's, the, the the act of of resting or or having reprieve should never be for the sole purpose of just focusing on yourself. Mm-hmm. It should always be with the intent of <clears throat> rejuvenating yourself so that you can help others. Yeah. So are these books necessary for people that can't say no to too much commitment? Well, no, no, to no, 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 no. I, I I think that that helping yourself in in a context of like trying to improve yourself, I think is good. Uh, like, like, yeah, for, for people that can't like have a hard time saying no or, or just like improvement. But I, I think like the point of it is so that you can better serve other people and better focus on what you're good at. Mm-hmm. Um, like I have a problem with saying no or not being able to say no. And, and that's like, can you say no, Jeff? No, I knew it, <laughs> <laughs> but, but, and, and I'm getting better at that, but the, but like it really, 
if you're just saying yes to everything, you're really limiting your ability uh, to, yeah. So yeah. in that context, I think it is good to like, you know, work on some things that, you know, you know that you lack in with the goal of, yeah. like, like Leighton said, ministering or whatever to other <clears throat> people. I do think that there is a point that there are people that are at a certain point in life where they are in such a deep hole of whether it's depression uh-huh. or anxiety or like the, or or a, a, a sinful habit that they need to break or something like that. Yeah, that they are uh, very handicapped in helping other people. Uh-huh. I wouldn't say completely unable to, but very handicapped and not able to do it very well. I agree. And in those cases, I think that the people around them should rally and say, hey, look, you need to take a break, mm-hmm. work on this, and then, yeah. <clears throat> but the counterpoint to that is uh, if you are, you know, if, if, you're, if you're trying to work through something, let's say um, you recognize that you're a habitual liar or something like that, and you really struggle with lying um, or you really struggle with overeating or something like that. I think a really great way to improve your own skills and maintain accountability for yourself is to help other people. Mm. Like you can't do it right away, Mm -hmm. but once you kind of started down the journey and you've learned a few things, share those things with other people because that'll help you a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, Just in number one, you're reinforcing everything that you've learned so that you, you, you know it very well. Number two, you have somebody looking up to you who's keeping you accountable just by, I don't know what you want to call it, mm-hmm. authority or respect. And then and then you're also like de- kind of declaring publicly to other people as well that that's something that you're working on. Or maybe uh, you're saying that you're an expert in it or, or you have advice in it, and which means you better get your mm-hmm. yourself together or else you'll people will find out pretty quick that you're not really yeah. who you say you are. So I don't know. That's my thought. As yeah. proof that we're not supposed <clears throat> to say – Yes to everything. Jesus said, let your yes be yes and your no be no. <laughs> if you're supposed to say yes to everything, he would have just said, let your yes be yes. <laughs> just say yes. Just say yes. It would have been, just say yes. And it's okay to say no. Yeah. It's okay to I say agree. no. And it actually validates your yes. As in, if you're, if you're saying yes to everything, then there's a good chance that you are going to neglect or not be able to fulfill some of your previous yeses. Back to the original question, like I, as far as like self-help books and stuff like that, there self-care, self-care, self-care. I think that there's in, in some cases, some kind of weird mysticism that is spiritually unhealthy for Christians to get into when it comes to meditation and things like that. Yeah. But it's not, I wouldn't say that it's all bad blatantly say I wouldn't say that but I think that like you should be careful when you're yeah. when you're doing that kind of thing just to make sure that you know your focus is still on God and that you're keeping God involved in your life yeah um but definitely like if you see an area in your life where you you know you could use some improvement in that then then do some research into it study try to be better how do you so th- okay I, I do have a follow-up question then so how do you know what your weaknesses are? Do you know yourself or do other people have to speak into it? Because the other Sunday at church, I actually asked for some input. Yeah. And one person came forward and did give some input, but no one else did. 
Was it talk about <laughs> I don't know. You, it, your weakness is you get too much sleep? What? <laughs> <laughs> what did you say? It, 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 did they say that you, one of your weaknesses is that you get too much sleep? <laughs> You're a sleep glutton. No. Oh. Asking sleep people, has become an know. idol to you. <laughs> <laughs> I know that for me, like I struggle with willpower, and so I read a book on willpower specifically. Now, I wouldn't say that it helped me a ton, but it was very insightful and kind of got me thinking more about it. Yeah. So obviously we can all see our own flaws to some extent, but I don't know, maybe there's room for, maybe there should be more room for other people speaking into our lives too. Probably. <clears throat> all right. Uh, Mitch, Mitch Stutzman asked, Milton Mitch, is Ruben going to run the Spartan race again? Yes, that is the plan. And my goal is to be able to complete every obstacle. Last time I completed maybe a quarter and so my goal is all twenty-two, aye, aye, aye. or, all how, or 22. however many there are. So when, when are you, when? When's the next Spartan race? Spartan sprint? July. Are you oh, doing, Ruben, so are you doing one every year? Yeah. And, and is there one like that comes goal? around every year? There's more than one every year. They're throughout the entire country. In, in Indiana, though. Yeah. <clears throat> well, when where's where's the one in July? Notre, Notre Dame Stadium. Oh, so it's right in your neck of the At woods. At the Notre Dame Stadium. Yeah. Yikes. In the football stadium. Yep. Wow. That's kind of exciting. Uh, how are they going to do, like, mud and stuff? Or do they not do they, that? No, They're not... That, that, that whole turf, you can just roll it right up. It's like a carpet. I'm not I'm not sure, Jeff. I don't think they always necessarily have mud. Oh. You know, sometimes it could be clean water. Do they maybe have different obstacles on in different races, or is it always the same obstacles? No, it's different obstacles. I think, yeah. So it could, it could just not have something <clears throat> that another one had. Yeah. Like, one of the obstacles... Uh, last year was running up a sand hill, a dune, uh, and obviously they won't have dunes. They're not going to pour a bunch of sand in the stadium. I'm disappointed. No. But they probably will have uh, monkey bars, stadium runs. Oh, where you have to go up and down the stadium stairs. Probably. Oh, that sounds brutal. I see people getting hurt. Uh, okay. Oh, uh, Michael Yoder asked another question. He said, uh, "What are?" Or he asked, "What are your favorite spots to visit in the U.S. and outside the U.S.?" Uh, I've got one favorite spot in the U.S. I've got one favorite spot outside of the U.S. Lake Tahoe. That's where we went on our honeymoon, and it is awesome. I I saw pictures from your guys' honeymoon, and I it does look amazing. It's like a tropical lake in the middle of the mountains, except the water is 50 degrees. That's incredible. Nice. So you're, the water's too cold to be tropical, but other yeah. than that, it's tropical. Yeah. Yeah. It's blue and clear like it's tropical. Wow. What's your out-of-country Out-of-country, Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. That was insane. It was absolutely, yeah. It's, yeah. Um, it's definitely worth going, seeing the Holy Lands. Um, my favorite is Burano, Italy. Ooh. I could literally live there. Like, it's just, it's amazing. It's a part of Venice. Okay. Like what describe a a typical day there, like in your mind. If you would live there, what would a typical day be? Um instead of a car, you'd have a little <clears throat> canoe. You would have a boat. Yeah. A boat. A ro- um, rowboat or a motorboat? Motorboat yeah, for sure. A little it's trolling the ocean. motor. It's the ocean. It's salt water? Yeah. Uh I I think that in order to make it work for me, I would have to like work from home. So I could see myself like um working on my back patio. 
uh, out in you know under editing little, photos un, under a little umbrella, um, little twelve ounce coffee beside you. Yep, little twelve ounce coffee for lunch. I'd walk down to the to the uh, you know the little sandwich shop down the street and buy a fish sandwich, and for supper just kind of roam around. Like it's just a it's a very relaxed atmosphere. Is it uh, like is it? Are there lots of people there? Is it is it tight or is it more? Little- no, it's it's about an hour's boat ride away from the main city of Venice. Okay, and so like yes, it has tourists, but it's never jam packed of tourists. Like mo- I would say, on an average day when you're walking around, half the people you see are locals. Okay, um, and there's only about three thousand people that live there. Okay. So it's smaller than Napanee. Yeah, it's pretty small. So uh, is. Is that city Verano? Verano, yeah. Verano. I I heard that Venice is like slowly sinking. Yeah, like like it's like, slowly being taken over by water. An incredibly small amount. The oh, water really? levels, the sea levels are rising faster than the city is sinking. I think. Well, that's still a problem though, because it's right next to the sea. It is the sea. Like yeah, it floods. So, it floods like three or four times a year. So I mean, how is Verano doing? The same. Oh. No, I don't know. So like, you'd want to buy – you'd want to – like if you'd buy land there, you'd want to buy a hill. What, and there have there a are no hills. It's all flat. So it's all built just it's like, like Venice is. It, yeah, it's it's all built on pilings. Like they literally – like there's like ground close up to the surface of the water, and they just drive big wooden pilings down into the – Is the city still hit. expanding? Like very slowly, maybe. Not much. Wow. I don't know. Okay. Wow. But you you definitely would want to live there. Yeah, it's 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 beautiful. Yeah. It's beautiful, and the culture is very laid back. It's got that Mediterranean weather. Yeah, Mediterranean. I feel. love seafood. <clears throat> My oh. wife hates seafood. Oh, I'm but so I would sorry. I would thrive there. She needs to get introduced to uh, shrimp and grits. Oh. I just Speaking, had some yesterday. Yeah. She's like And for lunch today. Like fake barfing in the background so, right now. So, so speaking of food, we had another question. Patrick Overholt asked, "What's your favorite barbecue spot in the US?" And I don't know if you guys remember, I gave a testimony about my favorite barbecue spot. Is that down in Texas? No, it was in Arizona in Phoenix. I knew it. It was the best barbecue. The next day when I warmed up the leftovers, it was still the best barbecue I had ever had. Mm. Okay, Ruben, come on. I'm, I'm come on. Not exaggerating. Come on. You sound you sound like Jeff about uh, Barletta Boats or whatever it's called. Barletta. Yeah. Barletta anyway, the place is called <laughs> the place is called Little Miss Barbecue. Oh, okay. And I think there's two locations in Phoenix, Arizona. But is it better than Famous Dave's? <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Famous Dave's. Oh yeah. I can't speak to that. I've I don't never, know. I've never uh, been to a good one. What does culinary meal count as barbecue? It's got I mean, if you're counting that, then I'll count uh, uh, Bill's Barbecue and Elkhart. They're pretty good. Well, they have it in the name, so they for sure count. <laughs> <laughs> I've never eaten at Bill's. They're, they're, it's pretty good. Right, I'll try it. There's not like people lining up the door, you know, out the door to, to eat it like there are, you know, down south. But I think we have a guest answer. Oh. Barbecue place. They do like some kind of like whiskey soaked brisket 
something wow. in Nashville and like like people wait hours. That's a good sign. When people, when people are waiting in line, like at a Tipsy Biscuit, you know the food's good. We stayed, we ate at a breakfast place just this past weekend where there was a line before it opened. Isn't it crazy? It was called, and it was really good. It was called Milk Tooth. Milk Tooth? Yeah. It doesn't sound good. Now, if we're talking breakfast places. It was, it was extremely hipster. Um, where is it? It's an indie. Okay. <laughs> so Twilight Newcomer said that Ruben is an influencer now. Our church ladies are planning to go to the Tipsy Biscuit because of a previous episode. <laughs> That's great. I'm not joking. Get there. They open at 9. Get there at 8.30 and stand in line if you want to get in, if you're going on Saturday. Wow. My, my favorite breakfast place is Wildberry Cafe in Chicago. It is so good. Would you drive there for breakfast? <sighs> Almost. Mm. It's two hours. Ugh. Is there a line before it opens? Uh, depending which one you go to. It can't be that good then. It if, can't be that good. It has to have a line. No, they usually there's usually people standing out there. All right, fine, it's good. But you like depending where you go, like if you go to the one that's in downtown Chicago, mm-hmm. like down downtown, you will you will line up there before they open and you'll be standing in line for an hour to get in. Um but the other locations are a little bit more chill and you know there's How many locations like, do they have? 4 maybe, 4 or 5. Um, but the the food is phenomenal. Oh. Um, we have a, a couple of people commented with their favorite barbecue pl- barbecue places. Michael Yoder said Franklin Barbecue in Austin, Texas, is amazing, and uh, Lucille's in Fort Wayne is good. Okay, so maybe next time we're in Fort Wayne, try out Lucille's. And he said City Barbecue is the best chain barbecue he's ever he's ever found. All right. Well, I think I think it's time to, to end today's podcast. How long have we been going? About an hour. How long is the live stream going? Hit the live button. One oh five forty two. An hour and five minutes. Oh, yeah. it's past seven then. That means you we can guys. skip. We can skip next week. Oh man, <laughs> they got like an episode and a half. Wow. All right, well, yeah. Thanks guys for joining the live stream. So that was episode three ninety nine and four hundred all in one. <laughs> Mike drop. No, three ninety nine was last week. This was, this was 398 and 400. Oh, yeah, that one. Anyway, uh, I enjoyed this version of the live podcast. Yeah. I'd be more open to doing something like this uh, again in the future. We will get our audio figured out so that it's better quality and you, and you, you guys can next hear, us, hear us better. So thanks for sticking around. Thanks for your comments and questions and, uh, and input. Will gas prices fall? Layton, what's the point? The point is, Ruben, that uh, we... Uh, we gotta get our sound issues figured out. That's the main point. Is that it? That's the main point. Alright, what's our word of the week? Word of the week is Barbecue.